All right. Today, we have Matt, Matt Heron from the Southwest Research. Uh, is it group or um, institute, Matt? Institute, Southwest Research Institute. Thank you, Matt. Matt is a titan in the field of safety right right now. He's done a lot of fantastic things. I don't want Matt to, to brag too too much uh, um, about himself, but if you could just do a little short uh, intro, Matt, and then we'll kind of sit down and kind of get into uh, a couple topics. Sure. Thanks again for having me, David. Um, so my name is Matt Heron. Uh, I am the lead safety engineer. Uh, for the Mechanical Engineering Division at Southwest Research Institute here in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I currently volunteer as a leader in uh, the American Society of Safety Professionals as the Regional Vice President for Texas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. And then I'm also a, um, a Board of Certified Safety Professionals Ambassador as well. Oh, awesome, Matt. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think what I'd like to talk about is um, ergonomics. So I'm a little bit a little bit older older than you, Matt. So when I went, went so when I went through school, it was like this weird like voodoo thing. Like mm -hmm. we're going to measure arms and legs and alter things around, and and it was I can't I can't say it was something that was frowned 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 upon, but mm -hmm. people really really didn't believe it. And now, of course, in 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 all these years, we have a lot of evidence now. You know, could 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 uh, you get into a couple of um, uh, tips and tricks for the audience on uh, looking at uh, ergonomics and really how to get this whole thing started. Sure. I can help you uh, kind of break down the voodoo that is ergonomics. Mm -hmm. um, so ergonomics is basically uh, fitting the job to the person, right? We don't want to do it the opposite. We don't want to hire a tall person to do a reach high places and a, a shorter a statured person to to go down low or anything like that and really and truly it's about adapting that workplace and how we interact with the computer and the mouse and, and things like that and then our industrial jobs we need to look at so from a physical aspect in that physical domain uh, we're basically trying to make sure that we're working in a neutral posture uh, reduce the amount of stress that's on the body through excessive force or repetitive motion. Um, and so the, and basically it's to, to help, you know, keep us healthy, right? Um, we don't, we don't want to have those extra, uh, stresses and strains on our bodies when we're bending and twisting and, you know, uh, as I like to call it, the poster child of ergonomics is carpal tunnel syndrome, right? Yeah. So yeah. again, we're, we're, we're trying to protect our bodies. And then in the cognitive domain, we're looking at, you know, how do we interact with the our computers right now, right now, um, all the data that we're getting, uh, uh, getting uh, combated with or just barraged with, um, how we're, so try to keep the user um, to where they're not um, overly burdened by that, right? So uh, through cognitive ergonomics, we look at, you know, what's the best way we, we can interact interact with the data sets and things like that, for, for example. And then we also have uh, organizational ergonomics where we're trying to cut the red tape out, essentially. You know, if there's a process that, you know, you have to get eight different signatures for and you got to run around for, you know, eight different departments, let's see if we can help streamline that, right? Because we're trying to uh, take that waste out, essentially. Because really and truly, we're trying to increase productivity. We're trying to increase safety, quality, uh, as well as efficiency. So 
that's my kind of spiel on uh, an overview of the three domains of ergonomics. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so for your office office folks, have you gone to the uh, sit sit stand desk, or is it more of a personal um, uh, preference for people? Um, most of the folks that I do ergonomic assessments for in their office, they do go to a sit stand desk. Um, I personally, I do have one as well. Okay. Okay. Do you find any kind of challenges in everything is fine in the sitting position, but once they get to the standing, it's just not in that same, um, that same position again? Um, not so much. I think we kind of fall back into the sitting position, you know, uh, obviously we're not, we can't stand all day and we shouldn't sit all day. It's really about trying to find the right balance for each person um, because each person may have some pre-existing conditions or something like that. So um, it's really, you know, just to try to get you to move. Movement is good for our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's, it, it's just another thing that we can add in our toolbox essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very I always good. recommend that you get up, go to the coffee or, you know, get, get up um <clears throat> a little bit throughout the um throughout the day just so you break that monotony up of um uh sitting all day yeah yeah i know that the uh as as i as i age i'm not sure if i'm just more anxious now but uh it, it's a whole lot harder in this day to really sit and look at my computer screen for a long time you know it used to be so. that uh mm -hmm. uh you could just get up and get around and you got to walk the floor but sometimes you get stuck inside your office and you're writing procedures and it can really make for a tough day if you can't really sit down and break it up too a lot yeah, of times sure. a lot of times so when you guys do the testing of certain things do you have any uh, any what you would say really different forms of uh, the ergonomics since people have to have to get into different positions um, for doing maintenance and work like that? Yes, most definitely. In the, the world of industrial ergonomics, you know, we really do need to be thinking about when we're designing these pieces of equipment and when we're putting them into a building, you know, how are we going to maintain that? Right. Um, you know, can you open that door next to that wall enough to actually get into the, the motor or apparatus that you're trying to reach? Um, so we do um, try to do a good job of um, providing some guidelines with that. Um, also, <clears throat> you know, looking at, you know, what, what is the frequency that you're going to be in there? Um, so, yeah, those, those are definitely good um Good things to look at especially when you're designing a new piece of equipment or a new building for some additional capabilities um you know keep that on your radar oh yeah 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 so um a lot of my a lot of my industry um stuff is going to be over in the there like chemical field uh so sometimes the storage is outside sometimes the storage is inside and uh there's definitely times that the first time i probably really stumbled upon this whole thing with ergonomics and talking to the maintenance folks I just found that I I could never find a um, uh, chemical spill, but I could never find these mats anywhere, you know. And then mm -hmm. at one point, I saw where somebody had like folded it up and taken some duct tape. I'm like, well, what's this whole thing? And the guys are like, well, we use this for kneeling on rocks, for dealing mm -hmm. on concrete and kneeling on. So so sometimes the guys try and try and solve their own problems, as opposed to coming to us us for help then too. Um, yeah, and, and that's why you need a, a participatory ergonomics program, um, because those people on the front lines, they they know where their pain points are, 
right? They know when they have to get on the ground and they, they know that they really hate this job over here. And so that's kind of where you can be their champion and, and get their feedback and say, you know, what's bothering you? You know, what, what's going on over here in this particular job that you don't like? You know, is there a way that we can improve that? And then you kind of become that, <clears throat> that you can bring in some new toys, if you will. Right. Oh, yeah. You yes. know, and, and, you know, it's kind of, you, you, when you can make that connection of something that, that that hurts them, get their solution to it. Right. You per, and you, you're able to, to provide that to them right through a supplier or distributor or whatnot. And you can try some some new stuff out and, you know, get them involved, uh, because if it's their idea, they're going to be a whole lot more apt to actually adopt it. Right. Than if you were to just say, "Oh yeah, we just need this X Y Z thing," right? Yes, um, yes. And and you can actually make a better business case, I think, that way too, because you're bringing it to your management and saying, "Hey, so Johnny has this issue, and and I think we can help him out by by doing this." Yes, yes, yes. So, so when I was a young uh, a young intern, thirty some years back, uh, <laughs> I had this uh, had this one boss, and he always carried around those old style three three by five cards. And mm-hmm. he and he and he and he always said that if you ask the person to write the problem on the front and the solution on the back, they mm-hmm. almost always one hundred percent get it right. But a lot of people have a hard time with self confidence. They don't feel it's their job. They've been beaten down. They, yeah. they, they've been told, well, you know, money is money's tight. Let's not really spend. So there's a lot of other factors that that go into uh, when a person is, is is trying to bring up these issues too. you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know that in certain areas of, of the um, of the their country, that good old fashioned pride really hurts, too, because these guys are not going to say that anything hurts, you know. So, yeah, it can be really hard to do. Unfortunately, you're freezing up there a little bit, David. Yes, I, I, I was. I was almost at the point of hitting the uh, pause button. Like, uh oh, it stopped. But <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if you had uh, caught had caught that whole thing. But I, I, I just went went ahead and and kind of told a story of my uh, past and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, it can be it can be really hard for these guys if yeah. um, if they kind of almost see themselves as like the champion there that if somehow the champion now has a kink in their armor, you know, like my knee hurts, yeah. my back hurts. I, you know, yep. I can't, I, I can't grip the way I used to grip and I got to turn, turn that wrench and stuff. So yeah, it can, it can be hard for, for some people to really bring up these concerns. I have mm-hmm. found that they'll do it in private, of course, but in yeah. a public setting, people will almost never bring up concerns. Yeah. And um, to your point about, you know, bringing it up to management and whatnot, and it costs this much. And but I think if you, you know, start to look at your workers compensation uh, numbers and say, OK, well, we had this injury and this cost us X amount. And the solution that I'm um, proposing is only this amount. Right. So and, you know, what's the risk? You know, do a proper <clears throat> risk assessment of that particular job and make sure that. Um, it, it's actually going to, you know, you can, you can make sure that that number is going to work out. Yes. Yes. And, uh, all of us, all of us in, uh, safety know that we can always, can always prove the cost benefit, but the hard part is, is, is trying to prove something that hadn't happened yet. So that's, that's really, really hard for, 
for some people in management to say, so we're going to spend money on a proactive thing that hasn't happened yet to make mm -hmm. sure that it doesn't happen, but it hasn't happened yet, but I still have to spend money on it. So sometimes it can be hard, yeah. um, but that's where, but that's, but that's where we have to step up, of course, and then be champions too, because um, uh, I'm sure that you've been told no a lot too, you know? Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. And, and and that's the thing is it doesn't have to be this you know grandiose or very expensive um, solution, right? right? Sometimes the the, uh, the easiest thing is just to put the computer up on a you know piece of paper. Yeah. You know, they, um, excuse me. Um, uh, put it put uh, on a um, a ream of paper, right? Just to get your mm -hmm. monitor to the right height or whatnot. Right, so. right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, Let's let's talk about. Um, um, have you seen those exo exo exoskeletons that mm -hmm. are started starting to get out now? Have you guys had any chance to uh, use them or test them at your facility? We have not actually. Um, you know, we we try to take a proactive approach and look at you know what are we lifting right? What, what's the distance that we have to go? What um, you know we have a wide variety of research and development capabilities here at Southwest Research. And uh, we do everything from deep sea to deep space research and development and a little bit of everything in between. Um, so our particular group, um, uh, we do everything from materials, turbo machinery, fluids, um, structures, uh, as well as ballistics. Um, so there's a wide variety of things they can do in the industrial world, essentially, um, and so we, we try to do a lot of risk assessments to make sure that, you know, they're not putting themselves, their bodies in harm's way, essentially. You know, we're trying to decrease that risk of um, musculoskeletal disorders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And anytime that you're doing, um, you're doing some research, a lot of times you're taking what's, what's considered a, uh, we'll just call it a known science, and you're trying to say, so what happens when I do this? Or I've created a product, and now this product I'm now going to test. Mm -hmm. Also, so so sometimes there can be some unknown um, uh, circumstances from this whole thing too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that sounds like a really neat place to work, and I'm going to do everything I can to invite myself in as soon as I get down there. So, you know, please let me know when you're when you're in town. We'll make that happen. Awesome. That that, that very good. Uh, very good. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other topics because I just drew a total. Oh, uh, do you do anything um, with lasers there? Um, you know, we do have a couple laser labs. Yes, mm -hmm. sir. Mm -hmm. um, so, any, you know, anything from a, a lower class laser to, uh, you know, class four, mm -hmm. uh, we do have those. So, but I, I rest assured we do have the proper interlocks and, and controls in place. So, so then there's no uh, uh, open, open, open beams on, huh? No, 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 no. Oh, very good. Yeah. 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 I know all of us are flawed, are flawed humans. And I like to think that we're going to look at a light that's on that says, you know, <laughs> laser, laser in use and all that too. So I, I, I always get really, really worried about open beam stuff then, you know? Mm -hmm. oh, so sure. yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Well, Matt, this has been a fantastic talk. I want to thank you so much. Uh, for taking the time out of your busy day. Uh, you are just a true champion in the field of safety. So I want to thank you for that too, of course. Um, thank you so much, can, David. I really do appreciate it. How can how can, how can can folks reach out and um, uh, connect with you? 
usually the best place to reach me is on my LinkedIn account. So look up Matthew Heron. So I look forward to connecting with y'all. Okay. Perfect, Matt. Thank you so much. And I'm going to do, do everything I can to have a part two and a part three also. We're, we're just uh, out of time today. Understood. Thank you, David. Okay, Matt. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too.